0: Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Creatives Ignite it used to be called Design Recharge. It's just really a name change. Nothing else really changed. So um, good to see everybody in the chat. And I hope that you guys will ask lots of questions. Hopefully I won't ask so many silly questions that you guys are like, oh, but I really don't know anything about NFTs. I know what it stands for, non fungible token, but I really have no idea even what fungible means. So I have a lot of questions and I'm excited to get these answered because I also am an artist, a designer, and I want to know how I could create something and then be able to sell it. And I really don't know anything. So if you think that you're like, oh, thank goodness I can get Diane to ask these questions, just put it in the chat and I will be able to ask these questions because Costas knows a lot. And this is my friend, Costas Coleus. He is with the forest and we're going to have some links for you guys as well. But if this is something you're interested, we are just cutting our teeth on this today. Costas knows a lot more and he's working with a team of amazing people from all over the world, Australia to America, and they're creating this amazing group and community uh, for people who are like us. We're artists who want to be able to create and be able to sell. So have a marketplace, but I don't know enough. So Kostas, give them a little bit of your background and thank you so much for being here. And thank you for being somebody that I'm able to ask these questions to where maybe I would feel a little ridiculous with other people. I don't feel like that with you. I feel like I can ask you the what maybe somebody would say is a dumb question, and I don't feel like you treat me like I. It's a dumb question.
1: Everything is appropriate, my friend. Everything. There is no dumb question. Actually, those questions that some people perceive as simple are the questions that matter. So, so happy to be here, back uh, with uh, with the gang, my creative friends, and you, Diane. Miss you so much. But uh, lately, we've been in touch for a lot of a lot of things going on. Um, So, yeah, I'm excited about a new journey that uh, me and 11 more people are actually uh, starting an adventure, like we call it, in the forest. And um, it's exciting because it's solely for creatives, for creators and artists. We're aiming to make uh, the biggest community and the biggest marketplace, eventually, for creators, artists, and creatives to showcase their skills in the Web3 and and it's
0: not just small, not not just a uh, visual artist either, right? So we're t- also talking about sound, right? Could be, or is it focused it mostly? Can on much, it
1: can be. It can be anything digital. Anything you feel is an aspiration of you, and you want to showcase it in the Web three. It's subject to be showcased, and eventually, uh, there can be some monetary value. Um, it's an amazing time for everybody to learn about it. NFTs and an amazing time for everybody to start navigating this Web3. There's a lot of skepticism and that's actually what makes it even more unique because the skepticism uh, creates a discussion, creates conversation. We cannot just go and follow a trend because it's just cool. We need to, to actually understand more about the semantics and what's behind it and for me and the team, it was, so far, it has been an amazing journey, not just for getting the team together, but also research. So by all means, I'm not an expert of NFTs. I'm somebody like you, a creative who's tipping his toes with my team. Um, uh, I'm just a few steps ahead when it comes to research. And I'm here today to share this knowledge with you guys. And I, I can't wait to hear some questions and do my best to answer.
0: Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna make sure that I'm watching the chat. We have a ton of people from all over, so I'm really glad to see everybody. Um, okay, so uh, you're also an artist. You are a photographer. You do a lot of. You've worked in food, the food industry. You're also you love food, and you have a you have multiple businesses. You're a serial entrepreneur. So, can you give them just a little bit of background from your creative? Um, you're uh, as a creative entrepreneur. Just tell them a little bit about who you are.
1: A timeline started with T-shirt design. Learned vector graphics in Adobe Illustrator. Became obsessed with the Adobe Illustrator. started making logos and branding identities without me knowing anything about branding. But I guess my um, interaction with music and you know it's what gave me this extra creativity was to start creating accordingly, and. Made my own creative agency. Started with social media marketing, but it it became uh, externalized into photographs and videos. And we have a specialty in my agency. We call it cinematographs, and it's uh, endless loops of uh, still photo. We capturing the movements, you know, the coffee pouring or the sizzling of the sauce, and we just create a unique content for our hospitality industry clients. And it's all about storytelling. We're just doing storytelling with what we know from our experience in this world, and we externalize it with uh, with visuals. So, and I'm a multi-founder. I have like many creative projects going on. In the last two years, I have been so blessed meeting uh, amazing, spectacular people like you, Diane, and most of the friends that we're building this uh, together is from my direction in your CAM and from Chris. Those future groups. So it's beautiful what you can actually. Uh, how you can connect with people from all over the world with a click of a button from your screen. And now here we are. We are entering the Web3. So, yeah, I mean, um, I don't know if I have to be creative in order to do this with the other people, but I think it's important to understand um, what goes in in the creative industry. What are the pains that the creators are facing? What are the daily struggles and what are the opportunities? And because, you know, in the creative industry, a graphic designer now is not just a graphic designer. You have to uh, reinforce yourself with many skills, graphic design, web design, branding branding strategy, and so on. And that goes in all the spectrum of creative uh, uh, occupations. So, yeah, we understand the lingo. We understand the problems. And... We have 11 more people that are very passionate about it. So I can't wait to present this and uh, share this with everybody.
0: Okay. So you do. You have um, uh, so many interests, but how did you get interested in NFTs? Like what was it about this that like sparked something for you?
1: So I'm a technologist by 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 nature. I love technology since I was a kid, you know, and since the early days of the internet, I knew that things are not going to be the way they used to be in the analog world. And that's something that fascinates me. How we can use technology in our own in our own advance and our own benefit. And with that being said, the technology of the web three and the blockchain, which I'm going to try to explain to the people to the audience today, Um, It's just a fascinating technology. So for me, it's not about the NFT per se. NFT is one part of the blockchain. It's about the whole technological spectrum that has all those new things coming up. And it's not a technology just for, let's say, to use it. It kind of changed the landscape of how we think and how we interact with each other. Because the long story short, it cuts the middleman. There's no more middlemen. There's no more servers in between us. Everything happens Mm -hmm. On a peer-to-peer basis, so that's something that fascinates me, and I can't wait to tell you more about it. Yeah, okay. So, so... the NFT is the, the NFT. Sorry to, to cut you off. The NFTs is, is just an extension of this beautiful technology, and somehow, the way the world is going right now, everything is going to be on NFT fashion. Um, it's not only artwork. It's pretty much, pretty much anything that can be digital. And I was listening to a podcast like a few weeks ago about the real estate industry and what how it changed the market eventually when you can buy a house with the NFT and you don't have to have all those people in between and all this bureaucracy. It's revolutionizing pretty much everything. It streamlines interactions. It makes it faster, make it more efficient. It's just, uh, yeah, that's the future. And we're living in okay. it.
0: Okay, so tell me... Again, sorry, it feels like it's a stupid question, but I don't even know what fungible is. Like That sounds like a word I would make up if I was trying not to cuss.
1: I have to admit that I'm still having trouble understanding the word fungible, so that makes two of us. But uh, um, I can tell you what fungible means in a very simple logic, and it's about the interchangeable uh, nature of tokens. So A fungible token is something that you can interchange with the same token. A dollar is fungible. That means I can give you a dollar. You can give me four quarters. You can give me a dollar back. It's interchangeable. You know, it's the same of this. Okay. Non-fungible is you, Diane. Mm. I cannot find another Diane in this world. You're unique. Mm. You know, maybe you have a price. We all have a price. you know, give me like, let's say for me personally, give me a steakhouse and you bought my salt, but that's for the, for later. But uh, what I can say is that we're all unique. So is our work. Very, very unique. And even if there are copies of this work, the ownership, it's the most important thing we have to understand about something that we, we created, you know, and that makes it non-fungible. The problem in the art world is that this overwhelmed with similar art, maybe same art, you know, but no one can claim who owns the Mona Lisa, right? right? Mona Lisa is one. So that's, Mona Lisa is non-fungible. Now the copies are kind of fungible, you know, but the real Mona Lisa, the one in Louvre, is non-fungible. So this is a very good idea for you guys for, to try to grasp the meaning behind NFTs. And NFT is Mona Lisa. NFT means... Very, very, uh, actually, accurately, a record of ownership of an asset. So we're talking about, hey, let's sell NFTs. It's kind of the wrong approach here. NFTs is the representation of the work. It's the the ownership record of this asset. So when I say I'm going to sell an NFT, it means I'm going to sell a record of ownership of the artwork or something that I created. If that makes sense to you. Um, so, yeah, that's NFT, non-fungible token. And token, you know, everybody talks about the tokens. Most of the tokens are like uh, currencies, right? And you need the token to do something. And money is a token. Um, gratitude can be a token. You know, you cannot really measure it. But the, but the big picture here about the token is like, you can, cannot orchestrate your life in the Web3 without tokens, so tokens, and NFT specifically, are the means, are the tools for you to orchestrate and navigate within the Web3. So, is,
0: so that, is, that, is that token like a key? Like I have to have that key to be able to access?
1: It can be a key, exactly. So it's a good way to see it, you know. Um, if you or is want... it like
0: a doorway? I'm sorry for mm-hmm. all the weird questions.
1: So the blockchain... The blockchain is that it's uh, the set of many doors, and the NFTs are the keys you can enter those doors. So we can have this this metaphor here.
0: Okay, I like that. That makes that's much more simpler. Okay, so Fabio's also loving this, and John Ingalls, they love NFT talk, so they're excited about listening to Hello, you my friends, explain this.
1: Fabio, John.
0: All right. So in in the respects to art, what I have heard uh, in regards to NFTs is. If I've made something and some and it's I scan it in. Let's say it's I didn't make it did I didn't make it digitally, but now it's digital. Um, so normally you can make copies after copies after copies after copies, right? Um, and Rachel says it's important to note that NFTs are not only static art; they can have movement and sound and even utility as well. Utility was the real value. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so. Um, So say I make something and I have scanned it in. Now I could make, I could give you a copy and John a copy and Judy a copy. What, how, because I think one of the things that's really interesting about this is that it's trackable. And every time um, it gets sold, I might get a 10% or 5% or 3% of that sale. Is that correct?
1: So let's, I want to create I know a meta. Analog- no, no, it's it's so so good. Those questions are very good, but I want everybody to think about their artwork. Let's talk about artwork. Let's say about an illustration. Okay, let's say that we are all illustrators. What do we do with this art, right? Normally, if we have this art, we will upload it in uh, on uh, Etsy.com or like a gallery or something, or we can take it to a gallery, a physical gallery, and sell it, right? And that's mm-hmm. the no- normal way to actually create. A transaction with the people, mm-hmm. showcase mm-hmm. artwork, and people buy it. Now, they buy an original, let's say, Diane Gibbs, you know, but there's, you know, other than the physical, that transaction and maybe a certificate of ownership that you may lose eventually because it's a piece of paper, other people can claim, let's say, oh, I saw the art of uh, Diane Gibbs. I'm going to make my own copy, and I'm going to claim it's mine instead of Diane Gibbs. And then what are you going to do? I say, no, I have it first. So can you prove it? No, Really? The difference in the NFT world is like when you create artwork and you put it on the blockchain, which the technology is the world, the Web3, it's being generated as a record of ownership. And it goes on the blockchain and it's verifiable. It's validated through the technology. And if somebody, let's say, wants to copy you, you can always claim the ownership because there's something in the blockchain that proves that you did this and it has the specific elements on the smart contract, which we're going to explain as well. So, with that being said, the NFT gives like another empowerment of ownership of what we are doing as creators. And there's no way that somebody can claim it, let's say, for theirs. They can claim it's an original copy by all means. Mm-hmm. That's an original Mona Lisa copy, but it's not the Mona Lisa. I'm always taking back the Mona Lisa because it's a beautiful example. And if we, are, if we are designing our Mona Lisa's, eventually people can copy them, yes. And maybe people can like say that they have the exact copy of Mona Lisa, but they cannot claim that this is the real Mona Lisa. So for all the artists out there, all the creators, when you create something, the blockchain, the Web3 is giving you a very, very significant opportunity not only to claim the ownership but to claim the ownership even if people buy it because you know at the end of the day the artist in this overwhelming world and this is one of the aspirations i have they're getting kind of lost in the mm-hmm. sea of many of too much art and too much information and we cannot claim what's ours now with the nft not only you can claim you know you can be established around what you want to claim which is your artwork. So it's an establishment, it's a validation. So that only that, the ownership factor is what creates it's the, the foundation, it's the bedrock of what we try to communicate with the NFT and the, and, and the Web3.
0: Okay, so we've got questions. Rhonda asked the question that I was waiting to ask too. So I'm so glad Rhonda asked it. But Doc asked a question first. So I've heard stories of people buying M- NFTs. And then turning around and minting them again. I don't even know what minting is. I mean, I know what is Is that possible? He asked. And can you explain that?
1: So how about I share like um, a small presentation that I have for you guys, you know? Okay, great. So we can all get relevant. We can familiar with some terms, you know, it's a very fast, very uh, short and sweet, you know? And uh, while everybody's watching this presentation, we can all have our questions and I can be able like, to address all the Perfect. questions you know, in a way that makes sense for you guys. Sounds good?
0: This sounds great.
1: Web3 and NFT for designers, arts and creators. First of all, that's me with my beard, my long hair. And as I told you, I'm a multi-founder and my latest adventure is in the forest with 11 more people that I'm going to introduce in a, a little bit. Now, this is CryptoPunks is one of the most... Um, um, significant examples of what artwork can mean for somebody. You know, we see something like that and we say, yeah, what is this? I mean, I don't even like it. It's very subjective to what you like, but the market defines what I like. You know? So those are like tokens, the CryptoPunks, that they have been sold for millions of dollars and people are running behind to buy it and to claim that they own it because there is value. So when there's something valuable, people can claim it and later they can resell it. Don't forget something, Diane, or maybe I haven't uh, mentioned it. The point of the NFT world is like to empower the artists to claim the ownership, but also to make money, to mm. build something, sell it, you know, and become profitable in this new world. What what is is Web Web3? Okay, Web3, we have to decide what is Web1. Web1, if we go back to 1995, Yahoo.com right, reading content, right, journalists, media companies, you know, and until let's say 2000, the web two, maybe a little bit more to, between 2000 to 2005, introduced the content creation, right, so people started writing their own blogs, people started doing their own social media posts, uh, you know, they started creating videos, so the web two is actually read the content that is out there, but we also can create content. Now, with the uh, Web3, what we can do is read, create, and own the content. And nobody can claim that this creation, whatever it is, it's an article or artwork, it's somebody else's. It's ours. So that's the Web3. And the technology, the blockchain versus the, the standard technology, as you can see, when we're sending a message on Messenger, it doesn't go to... To you directly. It goes through the server of Facebook, you know, and the technology is so fast, lightning fast, that it goes through the servers so it can come to you. In the Web3, the centralization means that it's peer-to-peer through many different computers, and there is no middleman to control this information. So the information right now, it's solidly interacting on a peer-to-peer basis. So what is a token? A token is a thing serving as a visible or tangible representation. Of a fact, quality of feeling, you know. I wanted to offer you a small token of my appreciation, right? But it can be a voucher that can be exchanged for goods, you know. It can be a coupon, you know. Um, it can be a gift, so you can redeem this token to take something else, all right? So in the Web three, a token is the record of ownership of an asset, and that's what the NFT is. Now, how blockchain works, all right? When we talk about blockchain, we have to go to the word blockchain. It means chain of blocks. So it's a system that blocks, and those blocks are computers. We call them nodes. You, you heard the word node before? It's too computery, and I was never paying attention, but nodes, very simply stated, it's a computer. So when we put the information or a transaction in the blockchain, a block one, block two, block three is being generating, you know, And our information goes to many multiple blocks and it's unhackable. Now, of course, there's a lot of controversy here about it can be hacked. Yes, everything is hackable. Everything is breakable, you know, but this technology is subject to become so strong with all the things happening right now in advancements that it will become unhackable. Now, um, when I post my NFT, the NFT goes to block one, you know, it generates a hash, And it goes to the second hash the hash it's the record the number you know those crazy numbers so every block has a connection with each other so you won't be able to lose information it doesn't go to multiple it goes on a chain of blocks okay and that's a technology i know it may sound a little bit complicated guys but just think your information when you send it somewhere it goes to multiple computers and it has like a code that connects the information with each block right So, we need to have a crypto wallet in order to start transacting in the uh, the crypto world, okay? So, what is a crypto wallet? First of all, let me tell you very simply, in order to get to buy an NFT, you need to have uh, Ethereum. And Ethereum is the basic uh, currency, all right? Um, How do I buy Ethereum? So, there are some exchange software like Coinbase. What do you do? You connect the software with your bank, you know, you have to go verification to put your uh, your driver's license and everything, you know, to verify that you're a real person. And then you can convert dollars from your bank to the exchange uh, software. Now the exchange software, it needs to have an extension connected, which is called the crypto wallet. The most popular crypto wallet is the MetaMask uh, and the coin wallet. So those two software, what they're doing is like, as you can see, it stores two keys. You have to see it as a bank account. So your public key is your account number and your private key will be your PIN number. So every time you take money from the exchange software that you converted dollars to crypto, you have to say, I'm uploading on my crypto wallet this amount of Ethereum. And then you connect it with the software and the platform you want to buy or transact, and it's automatically happening. They're taking from the crypto wallet. And this is pretty much unhackable, as unless somebody takes your public, your private PIN number, like every <laughs> everything else, right? Smart contract. I'm gonna tell you the very simple smart contract interpretation here. Imagine now that if you want to buy a house, you know, um, you have uh, a, an attorney to start signing, give you like those big papers to sign, and you need to have somebody a closing agent. You need to have like accounting departments. In a smart contract between you and you, we are defining the rules and the guidelines, what goes inside the smart contract. And with a click of a button, you know, when we transact of something, is it money? Is it like artwork? Is it houses? A smart contract is generated and it verifies in the blockchain the authenticity and uh, the the, the verification of this transaction. And it's as real as it can get because nobody can touch it. It's verified from both ends. And it's somehow the bureaucracy killer that I call. Uh, this is for me, the most exciting part of this technology. So um, what is an NFT? NFT is, as I explained, non-fungible token. It's a unique ask record of ownership of an asset, you know? And if you have this, you can claim ownership, you can do whatever you want with this token, right? Um, if you want to make artwork with non-fungible tokens, It's subject that somebody else can always claim the ownership, you know. Now, ownership is the biggest empowerment tool for you to grow a brand in the Web3 with your NFTs. Um, Now, NFT royalties, and this is exciting for all the artists here and all the creators. When we sell some artwork, you know, and we feel that, we still own it, own it, you know? I mean, we are still the creators, but the ownership now goes to the person who bought it. But you still own it. It means, like, the ownership, it goes to the creator, and then the ownership is being transferred to other people as well, whoever owns it. So they have the right to do whatever they want with this. So what can you do? Think about the licenses fees, okay? So when we sell photos, you say, you're going to pay me every year some money to maintain those photos, and you can use them, Right? The royalty system, imagine like on Etsy.com, you set up like a niche shop, okay? And you put the product and you set up the size and the quantity and the tax. In the same fashion, when you upload your NFT in the platform you want to sell it, you set royalty fee and you say, I want 5% for life. And every time your NFT is being sold to other people and it's keep moving, you will get 5% regardless of what's going on because it's on the blockchain and nobody can change that. That's immutable. That means, yes.
0: Oh, I have a question. That means what? I don't want to interrupt that. That
1: means that you maintain the ownership in terms of you getting money forever. The money you set, you can set 50% royalty. I mean, it's, it's on you, you know, whatever you want to do. But most of the people, you know, they know that this value of their NFT, you can sell it right now for $10. The guy after you is going to sell it for $50. And the guy after that is going to set for $5,000, you will get 5% of this transaction. So the more value your NFT goes, uh, it takes, the more money in royalties you're getting based on the percent that you set in the beginning. Please. Okay. Why why would you? Okay.
0: So so, um, you said for life, is that until I die or does it go with the rest of my assets?
1: Well, If you die, somebody's claiming what you're claiming, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. you have a a will or something. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, I never, that's a very good question, actually. I never thought about it, but I I assume, (laughs) I assume that that goes to the next person who claims, uh, you know, I want it. I want this person to claim what I claim, you know? So it's, I guess, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so then, um, and we're getting some questions coming in. So I want to make sure I'm covering Rhonda's and my question from the beginning. So you said, when I set it up, if I have this thing, I can decide how many um, versions or copies there are, and there could be one version, like in printmaking, we'll do, um, there'll be the artist version, artist prints, and then there's like a numbered number of prints, right? So say you're doing one of 30. Um, and then you may have that as a certain price, but then there might be one of one that's an artist print or a test print or something that you just tried it on one thing. So then if there was only one, you get to decide if it was more valuable.
1: If you want to make more serious with the same art, you know, if you want, let's say to copy paste and make addition, the addition one, Cannot be edition one again. It will be 1.1, 1.2, or edition right, two. Or and that's how three. it, it that's can be. How- it can be the same artwork, but it changes the code. As you can see here, every time you transact on NFT, a new code is being generated. It doesn't matter if it's the same artwork exactly, you know? So you have to see this edition. You have to see the series of, uh, of artwork, you know? But it, it can be like 30 artwork, which is the same, but it's edition one, edition two, edition three to 30. So that's how it works. And as you can see here, every time that you transact an NFT, this is how the NFT record of ownership of a unique asset looks like. It has a token code, you know, it has the name of the artwork, you know, and it has a description, do you know about the metadata that we put on the websites and the photos? Mm-hmm. It's something like that. It's like metadata, you know, and the metadata is unique based on what you actually uh, put on this NFT. And the owner and the URL and when did it vote, when the purchase happened for who, all right? Um, so wait, so I, wait five, can I
0: ask you yes. a couple other questions that are coming up? So, uh, absolutely, Jim asks, absolutely. Um, do you foresee non-NFT art becoming more rare?
1: Non NFT art becoming so like I
0: guess thing like paintings or is that what you mean, Jen? Like like uh, art that's not digital or not not.
1: I I can I can relate to that question as follows: If I have some artwork, some canvases in my house that I did, you know, ages ago, and they're just standing there, and I want to sell them. I will have to create a, a, a situation that I can sell them. I need to make a marketing. I need to put them somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, the NFT though revives this art, mm. revives this art in terms of authenticity and in terms of ownership. Now, it, it goes back to any kind of transaction we're doing on with our artwork. The NFT just verifies the uniqueness of this asset. All right. So NFT or non NFT. If you choose to go non-NFT, like in traditional gallery, let's say, the transaction is going to be with a traditional means. You know, somebody buys it, has it, <clears throat> that's it. Everything I just told you, the smart contracts, the royalties, and, uh, you know, the after-sale effect of your artwork is not viable. It's not, I think, present in the analog life. I will call it analog, right? So the NFT right now, it gives you your opportunity to to revive artwork or create new artwork that has so much value, so much value on the after of the sale, if that makes sense. I don't know if that helps you a little bit, but let me walk with my uh, um, with my presentation. Who so can get all the yep, questions? Yep, you know, yeah, right? Okay, I'll
0: hold the questions.
1: So, this is very important here. Why people buy NFT? All right. So, why artwork in the NFT? People like like trading cards, right? Remember the craziness with the baseball cards or the Pokemon cards. Everybody likes this artwork. Is you know, and I'm talking artwork in terms of the games and the millennial side of things, but there's some good artwork from some people, you know, that somehow they don't know what to do with it. Well, I can assure you that people not only appreciate our work; they would like to claim the ownership. That would be the evolution of somebody purchasing something. It's not about me buying this cup. It's about me buying this cup and claiming the unique ownership of this cup because of something, because of the story, because of the creation behind it. There's so many different things we can claim with ownership, so many benefits. So, first of all, we appreciate art. Second of all, it's signal status. If I have, let's say, a Diane Gibbs original and I can claim it, that's signal status for me, for wherever ah. I, you know, I have an original. And it's in my profile picture, guys. You know, is it yours? Say, yes, I own it. Can you prove it? Yes. That's the transaction. Go check it. It's open. It's NFT. It's blockchain. There you go you have an original from somebody that you want to support, you know, and you own it now. And it signals the status. You know, you can make a profit. That's the beautiful thing about artwork. Before, the artwork was kind of limited to the people who are doing only this work. The art collectors, the reselling art, you know, in the gallery world. And maybe I'm mistaken here because I don't know that landscape well, but there are people doing this professionally. Now, we can buy something from each other and based on the value that gets, we can resell it. We can make money. So opportunities endless. We can support the cause and create of, or creator. Like I told you, I want to support the Diane Gibbs artwork because she's also putting some money through the royalties to her local church or the local, like, uh, um, let's say, a shelter to support a cause. So people right now with the NFTs can actually make it happen to support automatically with no middlemen. Don't send me the check on the, by the end of the month. It's automatically, every time somebody buys the artwork, the funds are going to the cost that you have assigned. This automation of everything creates a transparency and a trust behind the cost. So if I buy something and I know that you have set the cost to support, I know if I buy it, that some money from the royalties are going to go to the cost. The transparency, trust here are very strong, and the very last thing, the very last benefit that people get from buying NFT is a community. Mm-hmm. As you can see in the NFT world, people are getting together, they're creating artwork, and uh, they're building a community behind the aspiration, the creation, the spirit. You know why they build this, what what they stand for, what's the story. You know, and people follow this community because they know that if they are part of the community they're becoming part of something bigger than just the artwork. So it's up to anyone how they're going to build a story in their community and how they can attract the people to go and support the art and support each other in the community. This is something we're doing on the forest and the forest community, the way we're building it, it's all about the artists. It's all about the creators. For us, it's all about getting as many creators feel left out, feel intimidated by this technology, feel, you know, maybe it's too late for them. We want them to come because we have created a very simple infrastructure to collaborate all together, you know, with simple questions, like you said, and answer them with real life examples and help them to build this artwork and to showcase it to our gallery that we're building. We're going to say more about it, but bear with me. All right. Types of NFTs. Ones, one-on-ones, that means it's one artwork. Banksy make one artwork, that's it, you know? You buy the mm-hmm. original Banksy, all right? And uh, you claim ownership of an original, of an artist that you respect and you follow and you want to have his, their artwork, all right? Collectibles, you've seen this profile picture with the apes and all the copies of apes. The world is full of apes lately. I haven't mm-hmm. seen so many apes in my life, which is funny. But what the apes made and the cryptopunks, what they have created, they have created a unique evaluation on how people perceive community. The people who are buying those assets, they're becoming a part of a special community. Now, is the price overrated or too much? Again, I'm no one to judge it. The market Mm -hmm. decides what's Mm -hmm. in and what's out, right? Collectible categories now, we have many of them. Sports, like we say, trading cards, right? It's crazy what's going on with sports, you know? Generative art, that means that there is scripts, computer coding that you can create like different layers of art, let's say a pink background, a green background, a black background, and a face with two eyes, three eyes, and one ear, two ears, and you can put it on the system, and it can generate random combinations of the gener- of the art and you can see generative art as a combination of those traits. All right, profile pictures also works in this in the same fashion generated art. But the, the forest, we have created 10,000 uh, owls, which is our symbol. Uh, you know how much we love owls, uh, Diane, but the, the owl for us represents the symbol of knowledge and wisdom. And if you want to go to the Web3, you need to have the amount of knowledge and wisdom to go further. So for the owl for us, it's a significant significant pet, a significant animal that represents all these values that we're trying to expose to the world. Uh, The badges, you know, Tom Brady has an autograph of the badge, you know, or something very, very unique. Um, A lot of celebrities right now, they're creating those, you know, and it's crazy what people are doing to get all these memorabilia and all these special, special assets. And the Lego blocks. Now, the Lego blocks can be a series of different artwork that consists of a, a complete artwork, you know, and you can be as creative as possible here. As I told you, the opportunities for the creators are endless. Uh, The other one is in-game NFTs, which is interesting. In Philippines, specifically, the Axie Infinity, it's a game that people, they buy characters and they play with each other and compete to breed them, to grow them, you know, and they make money while they're doing it. Now, don't ask me too much about the specifics. All I know is that play to earn, P2E, it's the biggest trend right now going on in the NFT world. So people are building... Right now, characters, they're building worlds with the hope that they can make a game later on, you know, like a card game, like the Dungeons of Dragons. And that's one of the roadmap for us as well, because the forest and the characters have like this aspect of gaming inside. So maybe later on, you will see the forest game. So we'll see. But this is very exciting, actually. There are people actually making a living with that. On an average of $15 an hour, there are people actually breeding pets inside this game (laughs) and they're working to play this game and to make money. So digital real estate. I don't know if you heard before about uh, uh, Snoop Dogg buy this land and uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken buy this other land, you know, and uh, celebrities and brands are getting the game. And people now are trying to get real estate, digital real estate, around those celebrities or as close as they can so they can have like an asset that it can grow later on and sell it for more. It's like in the real estate industry, for real. You buy a house and it evaluates and it's being appreciated higher. And you sell it and you buy another house. It this is happening as well. So um, music and artists. The last category here is music and and you can create as much music as you can, as you want. But the music industry is kind of saturated. It's very difficult, you know, because it sounds very, very uh, like. I don't know how to say it, but it's not as easy as the artwork. The music, you have to spend time to listen to it. You know, the artwork, you just see it. So see mm-hmm. that in on the, on, on the terms of the actual action that you have to take in order to buy something. But if it's a famous artist and they make an NFT, claiming an ownership of an original song of an artist, then you can understand more about the value of what people are trying to do with the music NFTs here. All right. Now, what are the benefits? It's very easy to become an NFT creator. It's not as difficult as you think, all right? Of course, there is some learning curve, you know, but it's not so difficult, you know? You get access to the global market right now. It's crazy what's going on with the NFT world. Everybody's trying to see what to buy, what to sell. they try to see what's going on. It's the new and fun way to invest money and get the return on investment, you know? So for the creators, if they have a good strategy, they can get an access to the global market. Eventually, they can build a brand on, on, on their own, you know? In the web 3 the royalties as i told you it's maybe the biggest benefit the royalty system you sell something and you keep getting paid afterwards all right uh it's very easy for the collectors the collectors don't have to travel or go somewhere you know it's right there they click with a button on their phones or on the screens and they just buy the art they like you know become a part of the huge movement and i'm not talking about the nft i'm talking about the blockchain the real movement here is the web three and the blockchain technology by eliminating the middleman in between. We have transparency, we have trust between us to make transactions, and nobody can touch it. If I send you money on a crypto, nobody can touch it. It comes to you directly through our wallets. You know, there's no middleman, there's no PayPal, there's no Bank of America, there's no any middleman. So if you put this in a climax and expand it to every level of transaction. This is a huge movement, all right? And the community, you should see the excitement over projects. I mean, we have art projects before, but the excitement wasn't there because right now, with the help of the technology, people are getting empowered to do more research, to sell more, to make more money, to become a part of the cause. This is it, if you ask me. Um, and uh, with all the skeptics and buds out there, the opportunity for the arts and the creators, it's, if it's not huge, I will say it's a one-of-a-lifetime opportunity. Now, I'm going to close with this. Navel, who's the founder of uh, uh, AngelList, uh, he says the following. You can't stop it. It's ultimately code, right? And code is just speech, and speech is just ideas. You can't stop ideas, guys right? And if you try to stop that, you're going to miss out on the greatest wealth creation and innovation since the internet came into being. That's it. I hope uh, people are still here with us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, we have lots and lots and lots of questions. I also have some questions. I'm still a little, I'm so sorry that I have a question that I feel like you tried to answer and then maybe I haven't. Okay, so let's just talk about those apes. Okay, so let's say, can there be more than one of those apes with pink hair? Like, it, like, or is there going to? Is it that the exact same image isn't repeated? But I could say I'm only making one ape with pink hair, and there won't be any other adjustments on that. Is that what?
1: Yeah. So in the NFT world, there is a big element that we call rarity. And the rarity of an asset kind of determines the value of the element. So let's say you made 10,000 apes, all right? Mm-hmm. But there's only one with pink hair. So mm-hmm. this is the pink hair element. It's called rarity. So there are platforms out there. When you create artwork, you put the multi layers of your traits. When I call traits, we're talking the glasses are traits. The hat is a trait. The headphone is a trait. The t-shirt is right. a, a trait, okay? So when you create a basic character, you create Costas, right? And Costas like that with a beard, and that's who I am, right? Now, if you put me headphones, I'm becoming Costas with a headphone. If you put me headphones and hat, I'm becoming Costas with headphone and a hat. Now, in that sense, in order to create 10,000 artwork, profile pictures, that we call them, you need to have as many traits as possible, like, I mean, for us in the owl so far, we have 300 traits, you know, and it creates, you can see how many random combinations that can create it from somewhere from all those traits, you know, but we also create some very rare owls, like you said, with a special hair color or a special like eye color or something. And the rarity, if the value goes up from this collection, the rare apes or owls or whatever, they're getting even more higher value. I don't know if that answers the question, but it's that all does. about the, ra- the rarity here.
0: Okay. Okay. So that does. So Rhonda had a question early on. It said, what is the difference between the different platforms to host an NFT? And if you could, just for me, could you, like, if the forest is a platform to host an NFT, I've, if you could use that as an example, because then that gives me some sort of reference.
1: So I can explain to you about the forest specifically, but the way the NFT works in, don't forget, it's the record of ownership of an asset Mm -hmm. of this artwork, all right? Don't forget that. We have to keep that in mind because people, when they think about NFTs, they're thinking about the actual asset. NFTs are not the assets. The record of ownership of this asset is what makes it very unique, which is called Mm -hmm. the NFT, all right? Now, there are many platforms out there, many platforms, and there's, of course, a lot of discussion about the environmental impact. And I'm going to address the elephant in the room because I personally, I am, if not an environmentalist, I'm very, I have to be as um, friendly to the environment as I can. And that comes with my lifestyle, right? I don't use my, my utilities, my electricity so much. I'm always aware, you know? I'm not using the car if I can use something else and so on, you know? So that means I'm cautious about the environment. In the same sense, when you mint an NFT and what mint means, since we're talking about the minting because you asked me for minting means that when you click mint the NFT, that means there is a computer mining process, energy consumption to create the code and the smart contract and for you to buy it. So because... It's not about buying it and okay, it's on your card. A code has to be generated every time you want to buy an NFT. So minting means actually the activation of coding, of this specific coding of this specific NFT. If that makes sense, so that's what minting means, right? So if you put this in a climax of thousands of NFT transactions, you know there's a lot of minting going on. There's a lot of energy consumption going on, right? And the NFT world and the crypto world has been accused about the increased environmental you know, uh, usage. You know, um, We have to see, though, from the context that everything we do right now, and even this YouTube channel and the lights here, it's not environmental friendly right now. Every time we do something online and digitally, it's heavy for the environment. We have to have this in the context, all right, because some people, they're very aggressive against the NFTs. And I want to make sure that people understand the whole context. What is very interesting though, with the technology of the blockchain and based on the consumption of the energy, that there is a new Ethereum coming up and Ethereum blockchain is the basic blockchain that the people are using. they make it more environmental friendly. That means with the right coding adjustments, there's not going to be so much energy consumption, okay? Mm-hmm. It's lowering the intensity. And if you put this in a scale for everything, more and more the technology advances, the friendlier it will become for the environment. Now, with that being said, there's a new technology right now that it's about to take place. And imagine an airplane, okay, a flight with 100 people inside. And this airplane, you know, it's kind of heavy for the environment, you know, with all the gas emissions and everything. The technology right now, if the plane has to go back and forth, the 100 people all the time, they're going to have to make a lot of flights. Now, there's a new technology coming up. I'm trying to put it as simple as I can, that you can have 6,000 people in the plane, all right? So you put more transactions in one block mm-hmm. so you don't have like many, many blocks all over and have like an overwhelming use of the consumption. So people are becoming a lot of very creative with the coding about the blockchain and the transaction. So I'm very confident. And actually, there's a lot of uh, gas fee and energy-free uh, platforms out, out there under the, the big one we open see that they're doing you know the, the all the the right moves for a very very green environment so i'm very confident that this technology not only is going to change the way we think and interact with each other but it's going to be very very environmental friendly
0: okay so a platform is just where you're they're controlling if it's a efficient plane or if it's an inefficient plane right so the different platforms uh, the, the forest is not a platform for it's right is that what you're saying
1: not not yet not yet okay. we're planning to be a platform and uh, the uniqueness of our platform will be it's going to be 100 environmental friendly with all the technology we can acquire for this environmental friendly approach and it's gonna be made from creators for creators. It's not okay, so, going to be a mass, a massive market like Amazon or Etsy. You know, it's going to be more tailored to us, our world. So, so that's then, the community we're trying to build.
0: In So a platform is also a community? Always?
1: The platform, it's the milestone when you build a community. So can let me tell you about the forest, right? Let me tell you about the forest so we can put it in groups. What is the forest? The forest, it's a community mm-hmm. of creators. Mm -hmm. that they don't have access to the NFT world right now because of their lack of capacity to understand it or because some skeptical notes or because they feel left out and they're intimidated. We try to get all those creators together and to teach them all the basics about the Web3, the blockchain, the NFT. Through this educational platform, people will start to collaborate with each other to make projects together, artwork different style artwork, you know? So we can create an an engagement between the members of the community. This artwork that the people are generating, we will be able to sell it for them instead of telling them, go back on your own, which they can absolutely do it, you know? But it's very difficult in the NFT world right now if you don't have a landscape of people or a community to sell it. So what we're doing is like, we're teaching people how to make their existing skills, Web3 skills, and the artwork comes to the gallery that we're building from the forest to sell it for them, all right? There's going to be a fee for that, but it's not going to be a Spotify fee. It's going to be a very, very artist-friendly fee. But the, the it, end goal here for everybody, yes.
0: Would it be like a normal gallery? Like that they like a normal gallery is going to get a percentage of the sale of the thing? Or is it going to be like a, a flat fee just to be a member of the forest?
1: This is all subject to, to discuss, you know, because yeah. we you're building we're, it. We're building but those it right are, Those we're.
0: are things that people if they're looking for a platform, because somebody asked later on in the chat, like, how do you how do you tell if one's legit? How do you um the ones that are environmentally more conscious or like how do people decide and you know, would do we just Google it or what?
1: I tell you this, I'm gonna go back to forest. We are the school of rock, all right? We're teaching you how to play music, all right? And then we're making a band and we're making a world tour together. You can become your own artist or you can become an artist Mm -hmm. of the forest, all right? So it's a long way to the top if you wanna rock and roll, like ACDC is saying, but uh, I think if we do it together, it's not so long. Um, We are taking all the creators together to teach them about the Web3 and to understand mm-hmm. what, how to navigate this, this world right now. Because the problem is for those creators, artists and creatives, they hear the word NFT and say, no, 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 I don't, I don't wanna hear it. We have to make a friendly ecosystem for everybody based on how we understand the market, based right. on how we understand the industry because we are creatives. So right. they come into the platform, we have an educational, framework, very simple. We have a huge library that we're building with all the NFT resources, and we have cohorts. We have workshops. We have people coming in on a weekly basis to talk about it, to learn. So it's a journey. And three of the values that we recently did on our branding discovery, it's about an adventure, community, and transparency. So it's an adventure. You know, It doesn't mean that we're, you're coming with us and you're skipping everything else. You still have to know about branding. You still have to know about marketing. It's not that you're coming and You're going to make money like that. Every effort in life needs work, but it's going to be an adventure. It's going to be with other people. It's going to be so cool. And it's about the new project that the people are so hyped about it. So So, what we say is that you can do yourself or we can do it together.
0: So we're going to kind of do these last ones as quickly as possible because I know I don't want to take up all your time. So um, Justin asked, well, how are creatives already using NFTs in Web3? And then do we need to learn, do, would I need to learn a whole new skill to be able to get into this?
1: If you can repeat the question from Justin. Well,
0: so, so, so how about this? Do I need to learn a whole new skill to be able to get into this?
1: No. No.
0: Okay. So I can The only thing the you need to learn,
1: I- the only thing you want to, to learn, you're not going to learn graphic design. You're a graphic right? designer, right? Right. But maybe we can guide you if you want to learn graphics. Maybe we can guide you to the right uh, uh, areas. But when you come to the forest, what you learn is about how the system works in the world, in the web three. You know, the only skill you have to have it's understanding about the new ecosystem. But it's about taking your existing skills and upgrading them to web three skills. That means you don't have to learn new skills. You have to n- learn about a new landscape. And that's as simple as I can put it. Does it make sense?
0: Yes. Okay. So um, uh, this is an older question. I think you've kind of already asked it, but I want to make sure we're getting as many. And this is a good kind of general question. Would blockchain be a metaphor for like direct access, no server? Yes. Yeah. Not even I, a metaphor.
1: It's, it's right. a reality.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that was good. Good job, Rhonda. Okay. So I'm just trying to go through the questions here. So I have a question about utility. Somebody asked that or somebody, I think um, Rachel talked about that. So what does that mean? Is that something, a tool we can use? I'm creating something. And now I'm like, let's say I had an app or is that utility?
1: All right. The utility is the features and benefits when you buy an NFT. So this NFT, if you say it's a utility NFT, that means it unlocks some benefits. So let's say somebody buys our NFT that we're going to sell. They're getting access to the special group of our community to get access to this this education. right? Or they're getting access to a discounted uh, drop. Drop means the launch of the NFT for the future drops. Or they're getting access... To meet with us, you know, let's say, for instance, Gary Vaynerchuk, he has big friends and it's maybe one of the most successful right now platforms for the NFT. Uh, the utility gives to special members is like meet with Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, or, uh, you know, get access to my special community about something. So there's so many things you can do with a utility. A singer, let's say, they can have like a utility, let's say, meet the, the, the artist that's a utility right, right? so so these are
0: like tiers depending on maybe the rarity of what you're buying or maybe the cost of what you're buying you have more um i don't know I, I, like in patreon it's yes, like it, you're it, just it, in it, a group uh, you might get a special podcast episode that nobody else gets you're in a you get a discount for buying new things right so
1: sc- scarcity and exclusivity is very important in nft world you know if you can actually create this kind of scarcity that, you know, you create the creative FOMO for the people. Say, I want this because I'm getting direct access that no one else has, you know, this exclusive emotion of getting access to the artist world, you know, or getting some perks specific about this specific community. So everything that comes after the NFT, if you call it utility NFT, you can name so many different benefits, you know, as selling points if you want to sell your NFT. Now, if you're just selling artwork with no perks, just to have this ownership, that's called just artwork. It doesn't, But the utility is where the big game is happening right now in the world of NFTs.
0: And that'll be one of the things with the forest. The forest will have um, utility because it's one part of a community, but there's also access to learning and other things that come with it, right?
1: Yes. So we're launching 10,000 Noctuas. Noctua means owl in Latin. So that's the name of our character. And we have some rare uh, Noctuas. So when we launch it, people will be able to mint the Noctuas, you know, um, and then they can get access to a more special educational program, more tailored, more channeled towards the role, the goal to become NFT designers. And Perk, what we want to give to the world through the Noctua buying is the access to the general world, what we try to build here. We have a big picture to build the biggest community for creators, from creators, and we really want to disrupt the existing landscape of the creative industry through the NFT. And that will happen like in a school of rock model. You come with us, you learn what it takes to become a great musician slash NFT designer, and we go together and we make a world tour and we all win here. You know, we are very, very and about everybody wins here so we're very excited to launch this for the world
0: cool okay so i have um uh, just so anybody wants to know and there's obviously way more that we can't cover today but there is you can sign up and get more information about the forest and i'm going to put it in the chat but it's it's just the forest but it's the periods in a different spot so the F-O dot R-E-S-T. Oops, there. I need to hit return. Oh, now I lost my place in the chat. Booker snot.
1: So the people who are going to pre-sign up, they're going to get a very uh, behind-the-scenes access to the building of what we're trying to do. So they're going to get this transparent feeling of how it is to build something from scratch in the NFT world. We are building a DAO. DAO means Decentralized Autonomous Organization. So the NFT collection, the community in the gallery, is going to belong to a company that it's coded in the blockchain. Equally governance, equal governance, we vote for everything, you know, there's no leadership. I'm not the leader, nobody's the leader, we're all equal, you know, we just submit ideas and we all vote, you know? And T- I want to also, uh, if, I, if, if I may, you want, please, I'm sorry. No, go
0: ahead, go ahead. What you want. No. I,
1: I want, to, I, I want? I want to say some things about the team, you know, because uh, without this team, nothing would be possible. And I'm so proud that I'm building this with other people and the energy is just amazing. So when I reached out first to build this, you know, uh, it was like an aspiration idea that I have. I said, let me do my own NFT collection, you know, and let me do it. But I realized that this is not what the NFT stands for. NFTs, it's about building community, building a decentralized way of thinking. So I reach out to people, you know, I talk about this idea. and People say, yes, i mean, let's do it, you know? So right now we have 12 people, 12 unique personalities. You know, we have Rachel, who's my BFF right now. And uh, like she said yesterday, we have a unique uh, communication protocol. In the same time, we may text each other to Discord, FaceTime, Zoom, messaging, you name it, but we're still getting clear with each other, right? Uh, So Rachel, she's a very talented web designer and she's in the NFT. And I think the importance of Rachel is that she understands the importance of women to be a part of this revolution. Um, So she's a big advocate for that. And she's, She's the number one that reached out when I was building this, you know, and she was let's do it. And since then we are like like that. Jacob Cass, um, he's uh the, the just creative, he's from Australia, and for all our meetings we have to coordinate uh to make the meeting in the future because Australia is in the future, right? <laughs> so we have to coordinate accordingly. Like Jacob, he's an amazing brand strategist, a community manager. And we did our branding strategy with Jacob, and it was fantastic, you know? So um, so yes. with
0: the people, if they're coming in and they're joining, do they have access to these people also? How, do, how would they? Um...
1: So right now, the way it works, the pre-sign up, they're going to get a notification that they're signed up, but then we're going to reach out to them one by one, you know, because it's the very beginning right now, of the forest to tell them about the next steps, all right? So whoever signs up right now, stay tuned because you're gonna get an email from us about the next steps and uh, get ready for a wild adventure. Um, so the rest of the team, very fast. John Duff, uh, very big in the creative industry and as a digital marketing. And he has uh, an amazing Instagram account that we are learning from him, right? Justin, he's a 3D designer for sneakers. The energy is off the roof, he's amazing. Is the guy from Missouri that you just said, uh, and I'm so happy to have him with, in, in, the, in the team with, the team with us. Konstantinos and Chris, Chris Elinas and Konstantinos, people that I know personally from Greece. We became friends, and they're so talented in both marketing and design. I can't wait to see what they have. We have Sherlyn from Pensacola. She's a video agency, and she's all about business and all creativity, so she will be an amazing asset to this effort. We have Leslie from Tijuana, Mexico, she's a hardcore developer, you know. And we need developers about the things we're building. We have Nathan from Atlanta. He's a data analyst, and you know he's gonna be kind of the business mind behind everything we're building. Uh, who else? Who else? Uh, guys, do I forget anybody else? We have. Uh, I think I said everybody. One second. I don't want to miss anybody. Uh, Thank you for your patience, everybody, and uh, I can't wait to meet you all and discuss about this. So we have Fortis. Fortis is, is a musician. Fortis, he's like a friend of mine. He's a big musician. He's a one-man show. He's going to create the musical of the forest. We're building assets with music. So stay tuned for that. And but Danny. Or- no, Danny's not nope. anymore. He had other okay. obligations. And Brian, Brian Bill. Now, Brian Bill is one of the people that I say... You see something, you see the vision, immediately you get it, it, count me in. And he immediately grabbed the community, saying, let me deal with this. So he's our Discord server master. So i like to meet him. And this is like from Rachel. So we have an amazing group of people. Everybody's so talented. And you should see, I mean, you should see our Zoom calls. It's all about energy and excitement and smiles. And uh, we're actually launching uh, everything publicly. We are doing, there's no hidden agendas here you know? So we are having a public opening, how we build this on YouTube. So you may see some discrepancies as people we are, we may say something out of the context sometimes, but that's what makes a real business. That's what makes a real initiative, you know? And I want the creators and the creatives to, to hear us out, you know? It's not about changing who you are right now. It's about giving you one more tool, giving you one more weapon in your creative arsenal, and come with us in the web three and really build something that Changes the landscape for you, your artwork, the people around you. And we cannot do it without you. So join the forest. It's going to be a wild, wild adventure. And it's going to fulfill a lot, a lot of dreams. So yes. Yes. I'm so passionate. Awesome. Sorry.
0: Okay. So th- here's a, just a few more. Um, maybe give me five more minutes. So um, Ian Padgett over in the UK, he's here. And he had a, um, a kind of comment that I have a question now from it. Um, as a buyer of NFTs, it's not. He says it's not really anything to do with the quality of the artwork. It's more about the potential to flip it. And is that what, like Doc was talking about with minting? Someone will get it and then they'll resell it.
1: So the question here is that if they can resell it,
0: is flipping it the same thing as minting? That's what I'm asking.
1: No, it's not. So flipping is like, what's flipping? There is a, a real estate. There is a real estate unit. It's kind of bad. You buy it, you fix some things, and you resell it at a bigger price. That's what flipping is. In the NFT world, flipping means that you need to know the semantics of the market. You see an NFT that goes up in the value. Mm-hmm. There are many tools that we're going to teach in the community. There are many tools to track down how an asset grows in value. It's like in the stock market, right? And when you feel this is going to go up to the point you can make money, w- once you bought it, you just flip it. And you sell it and you make more money. That's what flipping means in the NFT world. I hope that answers the question.
0: Yeah. So, and had asked a question a long time ago about banks, when you were saying about banks and that um, she said that credit unions won't have a connection to digital wallets. Is that correct?
1: For the time being, yes. Uh, The most scary thing about the NFT world and the crypto world is if We will have regulations around the crypto, which the only regulation right now, it's the taxation. You know, listen, as long as I make money enough to pay tax, I don't have any problem. But if the federal government or any kind of government taxes to the Bitcoin, it's going to change the landscape. But I think it's kind of impossible to do it because it's so strong. Nobody can touch it. And there is no law to say you cannot create money. And, you know, because a crypto is money, you know, so right now it's very safe. You know, um, yeah. there's no middleman. Nobody controls it. It's like the ma- you pay fees. You pay fees from here and here for the transaction, you know, but the transactions are happening with me and you. Nobody's touching it. And it's mm. all in the blockchain and nobody can steal it. You know, of course, guys, like in life, there's a lot of scams. There is a lot of, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. discrepancies. It happens in all walks of life. You know, the big thing is that if we build a community together, we're all going to protect each other with the right information and how we learn about things. So that's why I'm very passionate about it. Because wherever I see controversy (laughs) in life and wherever I see discussion and skepticism and a lot of scams, I know, I know that there is a lot of value behind it. And if things happen now, like hacking and discrepancies, it's good. When I see a hacking in the system, that means the system is going to become stronger because they're going to fix it. So that's the way I see things.
0: So I'm still a little confused on platform things. So this is a question. Yeah. Dave had Dave was I think uh, explaining. Um, he said uh, he was talking to Ian. Each blockchain has its pros and cons for sure. Now Ethereum is still the main NFT platform. So yes, right, it is the okay. main platform. Yes. So then
1: Ethereum, blockchain, you know, it's the technology, you know, that you can interact and make transactions right now. I don't know if we can call it platform. We can call it platform. that makes sense. But but when I call platform, I call it about the marketplaces that you can interact or the platform of the exchange uh, software or the wallet. Those are platforms. For me, the blockchain technology, it's the tool that allows us to do everything that we do together. Okay. And the Ethereum blockchain it's the main tool that we are allowing ourselves to do whatever we do. Right now, so there are in more. the
0: forest, you'll use Ethereum?
1: So this is a very good question, actually, because um, the Ethereum, as it is right now, uh, it consumes a lot of energy. The new version of Ethereum that comes very soon, it's going to be very, very low in energy. But uh, it's a part of our DAO to discuss about where we want to put our NFTs. And right now, there's some carbon-free and gas-free uh platforms options. and marketplaces options. So we're, we're elaborating with all of those. You know, it's a Solana, the Cardano. It's like the Mutable X. For those who don't know, Mutable X is the, the only one. And I learned this from our colleague, John, That is very. it's the most environmental-friendly platform to transact. So there is options out there. So for us, because we are also the forest, <laughs> we have a message behind it. Uh, we want to make sure that everything happens in the protocol of Doing it right for us, for the planet, for everybody here.
0: So, I there there were so many other questions, but we are out of time. So, we'll just have to have uh more uh, another discussion. How about this, Diana.
1: How about this, Diana? Can we do five more minutes? It's because I would like to hear people. Just five minutes, exactly. With the clock, maybe one or two questions. I don't want the people to feel like I didn't answer them. You know, it's sure. So
0: um, I just scrolled to the bottom. So I lost my spot. Um, I was trying to go down so that I wasn't losing anybody. So um, one of the questions that doc had said, and he's not here anymore, but he had asked about uh, if it was like baseball cards, you know, like the, uh, yeah. some baseball cards are worth more. And I think we covered that when we covered and I wrote, I took notes when we talked about rarity. So um it's more about the rarity of the asset than like the pink hair owl, right? Um, and that somebody would want that. Or maybe it's the utility that comes with it because it's rare, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: you said you it all. What's the question? You just said it all.
0: That was the question. Okay. Now I'm just going back up. I'm sorry. So, okay. Now there's the baseball. You're getting it, Diane.
1: You're getting it. You see? You're getting it. Slow.
0: I'm trying.
1: We would like to meet people we would like to have questions and even if you pre-sign up you you're not you're not mandated to something you know guys we're going to contact you conduct you and discuss you know it's a discussion it's still a discussion for us what if somebody
0: a- wants to be involved but they've never bought anything in this so they don't have any is that something you'd show them how to do or do they have to have it before they come
1: yes we're going to show them how to do it
0: oh, okay That's we're going to great. show them pre-
1: we are we're going to show them pretty much everything again we learn as we go and we learn as we grow, you know, and like Rachel says, we're all noobs here, you know, the research we're putting on, though, it's a very, uh, it's significant, you know, so we're really researching, everybody's doing their own research, you know, the good thing is that the, the, the information is out there, it's not hidden information, you know, so... so-
0: uh, Dave or Ian, I can't remember because they're both green and so they've come up a lot. And I remember um, what this one is. I can't find it right this second. But it said it was more about um, NFTs are they'll people will buy them, not necessarily because they like them. They will buy them because um, of the financial gain. They think that is the rarity or whatever. So in, in a lot of that, that seems like the profile picture of things, Um I don't remember PFP. I think is what you call. There it. you go. So in in in, so that's just one element though. Like if I was buying a song, it's not going to be a PFP, right? A profile picture. What would, um, like you? you I don't. I can't. I, you were going too fast. I couldn't write all that down. Um, in that part, that slide where PFP was just one of these these options. I think there were four. Um. What yeah. other besides a profile picture is it just like the Mona Lisa? Like, I would have it, and because I have it, and then I how would I show what I have in case somebody wanted to? Like, how do we know a Snoop's dog's landscape so, is or his Kentucky Fried Chicken is?
1: So, that's a great question, and I'm gonna sum it up and channel it to the most okay. basic externalization of what we're talking about right now. Everything you build in life. Needs communication to the world right now. Okay. It's called marketing. And (laughs) we cannot do it without understanding that we have to get ourselves out. Building just the artwork is like building a business and not doing anything about it. You're going to be flat, right? But making an artwork, making a story behind it, creating a brand, creating some hype, create excitement, take it out, talk to people, talk to your friends, you know, and build a situation around this artwork is what is going to get you where you want to get. And now it's up to you how strong you want this landscape to grow. So for us, the reason we are twelve and eventually we're going to be more in the DAO, is because we want to all leave a big footprint of what we're trying to build. We have a vision. It's the big picture, but our mission defines how we go to the vision. So our daily to day ongoing operations, are all aligned to go to the vision. So you have to think about your artwork, your skills, whatever you can bring on the web 3 how passionate you are about it, you know? And it's a big opportunity. Now, if you don't understand it, which is a basic roadblock, that's why we're building what we're building right now, to help you with those roadblocks, the things you don't understand, the things you don't believe in, you know? You want more information. And it's very interesting, you know? We react to new information sometimes, and we resist. I say, I don't want to hear about it because I just don't understand it. The bottom line, what we're trying to do here is to help you with those roadblocks and to be together, create some very cool artwork. And guess what? Even if the artwork is not subjectively good, the market decides what the artwork is good or not. You know, so we want to be with you, support you all the way to become an NFT authority on, for yourself. And guess what? Maybe you're going to become an authority for the rest of the world. And we want you to be an authority for the rest of the world in your skills, in your own world. That's what the forest will be. And the forest, it's all about a system with roots that everything interconnects. And that's the meaning of we're building. We are all connected with our aspirations, inspirations. And we are going to bring this forest to the world as the biggest community for creatives by creatives. All right? So, so- join us. It's going to be an adventure.
0: One of the questions that Rhonda had, I got to, and I think you're probably going to say it depends, but like, what is the upfront cost to start on a platform? I think that's a really good, like, what should she expect to be saving? Because you'll spend real money to buy Ethereum or some sort of.
1: So to make or to buy?
0: I don't know. She said to start on.
1: If you want to buy, all you need to do is to go to a platform like OpenSea.io, you know, it's the biggest, it's like the Amazon of NFTs, and scroll around the artwork, you know. And the floor price, it's the the, the beginning price of something. It's most of the times like 0.01 or 0.02 Ethereum, which is like $20, $30, $40, you know, and it can go up from there. Um, if you can like make uh, an exchange uh, uh, software, buy like Coinbase, put some money in, create a wallet, connect it with OpenSea and start making some NFT purchases, you know? Now, you can do this. It's that simple. The people who want to make money out of the NFTs, they go, they find the NFT and then they go to the website, they see the story, they see the community engagement, they see how people are talking about it. Mm. It's like in the stock market, you know? Is there a hype behind this project? Mm. Is the project going to go up? You know? So you need to do your research about the project you want to invest money in because it's investment at the end of the day. Now, how you gonna start for you, you just have to create your artwork, you choose your platform, you know, you create an account, you connect your wallet, and you upload the NFT. Now, if you want to mint this NFT, yes, you have to pay some gas fees, which is energy consumption. But there are platforms out there that they call it lazy minting. And with the lazy minting, you can do it for free. So let's like mintable.com, you know, you can go and actually upload, mint your NFT for free. So if you ask me how much money you need to start with, it's really, really on the low end of uh, our wallet. I mean, for the most of the people, yeah.
0: Yeah, and Ian did ask about the energy. And I just want you to, could you, because um, I know that when you buy with the forest, or this is the plan, um, when you buy with the forest, you're actually going to plant a tree. So they're, uh, they're, you're oh, part of it. We didn't we, talk about
1: this. We didn't talk mm-hmm. about the tree planting. You know the carbon-free offset, right? Um, on an average of a transaction, when you mint an NFT on a big platform like Opensea, it consumes like uh, the same consumption of two to four trees. The the work that the trees are doing. We are working on collaborating with the OneTreePlanted.org, which is in Montreal and it's the biggest forestation company in the world, non-profit, and they already have a wallet. And we are talking about putting a royalty fee. Every time somebody buys NFTs from us to plant trees, you know and the more the value of the NFT, the more trees we're going to plant. So for us, we don't really communicating it because it's a part of our behavior. you know You don't toast a bagel and you plant the tree, you know, but people now are doing a lot of NFTs and people are talking about the environmental impact. So that's our contribution. Not only we're going to try to find a very uh, carbon neutral as much as we can platform, but we're also going to plant trees. To offset and over leverage the whole situation with the forestation. So, whoever wants to find out more about this initiative, feel free to reach out, sign up on thefo.rest, and we can't wait to tell you more. It's an exciting, exciting project.
0: Yeah, I'm going to put the thing in the chat one more time, copy it and then paste it. And so, thefo.rest. that is how you can sign up and you can get more information because COSAS just just like a tiny little nugget that he gave us today. And I have more questions. I know y'all have more questions. So hopefully, thank you guys for staying so long. I really appreciate it. And um, and I know it's super late for Chris, right? In uh, And Konstantinos in Greece, right? It's pretty late there.
1: Both Chris and Constantinos are in the forest. They're like founding members and they're so passionate about it. I think they love it, so...
0: They're okay staying up late. Well, th- I I really appreciate you guys and just thank you for so much just sharing your knowledge and for just being willing to create something to help creators and artists to get their work out there and also navigate this new, somebody called it, I think uh, maybe Ian or Dave called it the Wild West uh, in the chat and that there's going to be some good people and bad people. And so you're really trying to create a place that people can have their safety but you can also be led and um, guided.
1: That's a very cool, actually, way to put it, The Wild West.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay. I think we're going
1: to have to do a a second session eventually. I I think so. I think so.
0: (laughs) I think I need to um, get a a little bit more um, under my belt, but... I think if I sign up to the F-T-H-E-F-O dot R-E-S-T, then I'm going to be able to get a little bit more information in that too. So just so you guys know, there is another episode, not next week. We're getting two in this week and none next week. Next, tomorrow, I wanted to make sure that I could get Kostas in. So it's actually, he's going to be episode 406. And because I wanted him with the artist, the whole, besides tomorrow, the rest of the month of March is all about, artists and so what a better way to start is this new kind of wild west right um arena and so I really was glad thank you it was clearly really um well attended so I really appreciate that you guys have and so many questions I will send Kostas these questions and then I will get him to give us some answers and I will we can put that in the on the page and then you can continue to fill us in, and then we can do another one when I have a little bit more, and maybe some other people we've come to a webinar or something on you at, at the R-E-S-T, the forest, right? Just a period after the fo. But tomorrow is Thomas Jockin, who he's been on a, a few times. He what he's made fonts for Google. But now he is doing something that uh, hits home for me. And it's about being um, not labeled. I guess I was labeled as an ADHD kid, but I wasn't ever diagnosed. And so he has come up with something that uses eye tracking um, to be able to screen you for what he thought was he was going to be screening people for dyslexia. And, but instead, he now found another way to screen for ADHD, which I think is so crazy to be up. Those are seem like two different things, but I actually took the test and um, you'll see my results. And if you're interested in one of the things Thomas really feels strongly about, like COSIS, so it's really good they are together, is that they want to make this affordable and so that people can come in and people can uh, do this. Cause often it can take a lot of money to get, um, to go through the screening process to be tested for ADHD. So now if you guys want to uh, join tomorrow, it's an hour later than normal. So at 3.30 PM Eastern and 12.30 PM Pacific, um, you can join me again tomorrow. and um thomas jockin will be in and then the rest of the month this was the kickoff for the rest of the month um that is all about artists so costas thank you so much for being here and kicking off the whole uh wild west revolution on the internet and (laughs) being able to teach us about this and i appreciate your patience uh, with me and all my questions and i hope that we got a lot of y'all's uh questions answered so costas just thank you thank you so much
1: Thank you, Diana. Thank you, everybody. Looking forward to meet you all. And Diane, rest assured, I'm gonna find a way to get you in the forest. So <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, I'm gonna sign up. I'm I I wanna make <laughs> sure that I understand more. So I'm I'm hungry for the knowledge. I don't want to be left out in the cold. I think Fabio is like that as well. He's really excited to learn more too. And some of you guys I will see. And Costas will be there at Creative South too. So I'm really excited that everybody um will get to see some of you people in person and i'm i'm excited I will be with rachel
1: i will be with okay. rachel in creative south if you guys uh, so i can't wait to see diane in creative south
0: i know <laughs> i can't wait to see i won't probably have my glasses on unless i'm reading something i always feel like people are like well why didn't she have her glasses i don't need my glasses to see far away so um but i am i am very excited so i i'm gonna close it and i will see you guys tomorrow because we have another episode tomorrow adhd with thomas jackin thank you costas